you are the podcast master. All right, here we go. We're back. A couple of weeks hiatus, but we are back and have a very, very cool guest on the show this week. I want to let everybody know that's reached out over the last couple of weeks. You know, we, we haven't put out podcasts. I'm not really a believer in just throwing something together just to have content out there. I, I don't want to do a podcast unless we can bring some sort of value, whether that's entertainment or, you know, introducing you to somebody that I think um, it, it is really cool to get to know. And that's exactly what's happening here this week. So before we go any further, I want you to stop what you're doing. I want you to take your cell phone, go to Instagram and check out my guest this week. His name is Hunter Barreth. And you can find him on Instagram at Hunter B-E-R-R-E-T-H, all one word. Check him out. Hunter J. Barreth. Now, here's the deal. Uh, we have become friends again through Instagram, which is obviously the connecting tool in my life for a lot of my friends. But anyways, Hunter and I uh, became friends through Instagram, and the more I got to visit with this guy, the more respect and admiration I have for Hunter. Hunter is a guy that... And he'll tell his story, but the short version here, just to kind of let you know what we're getting into. Hunter was born premature, was born with cerebral palsy, and has taken all of the things that some people would look at as obstacles and has utilized them to help others. Hunter is a guy that has founded his own company, HB22, and a company called Wheelie. Both of those companies help others. We'll get into that uh, throughout the the course of this podcast, but I wanted to tell you about those two things. You can find out all about them on his Instagram, and, and there's a link to his website. It's the Hunter Barreth Foundation org. Hunter B E R R E T H Foundation org. This foundation is a five hundred one c three that nonprofit that helps other people get sports wheelchairs. A lot of people don't realize that there's a huge difference in that people who are born with, you know, these, these disabilities that can utilize these things to continue to be active and, uh, you know, spread some positivity and joy. I tell you what, sitting down with Hunter, I got more enjoyment out of that than I did, uh, almost anything we've done all year. So I, I really appreciate Hunter, his mom, his aunt sitting down and just hanging out with us for a little bit. I'll give you guys a heads up. We started the podcast. We got into a, an amazing conversation. Listen to Hunter, tell his story, talking about a few things and about 20, 25 minutes in, I looked down and I hadn't hit the record button. And I was absolutely devastated because it was such an incredible conversation. And so we went back and I tried to recreate as much of that natural conversation as we possibly could. But the bottom line is this, Hunter is an amazing guy. And I wanted to make sure we got this out on Monday because if you don't use this for your little Monday motivation, not just to overcome things, but to be a good human. And use this as your Monday motivation to go out and find ways to help other people because that's exactly exactly what my buddy Hunter is doing right now. So, anyways, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get straight to this because I want you guys to really dive into this conversation. And, and if you're doing this, you know, at work or or you're gonna be distracted, don't waste your time. Wait until you can sit down and listen to the full. Uh, and get all the goodness out of this conversation, okay? So, um, again, make sure you're checking out Hunter on Instagram, Hunter Barreth, and uh, log on to HunterBarrethFoundation.org. So, let's get to it. Here's my conversation with the very inspiring, very funny Hunter Barreth. That was pretty good, though, wasn't it? Yeah, okay. So, I, I got to be honest. I got to be completely honest. We just sat here and had one of the best... 25 minute conversations I think I've ever had on this podcast. Right. And I looked down and somebody didn't hit the record button. So I'm going to blame Megan. Uh, just Someone because. has it on video. Don't you have to drive so. home together, Matt? Okay. Anyways, <laughs> I have the right. keys. Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. It's going to be a fun Hunter, ride back to Oklahoma. Ah, uh, this is this this is this breaks my heart. But the good news is we get to do it again, and we're still here, and we've still got time. So here's the deal. Uh, I'm going to try my best to introduce you the, the best way I can, Hunter. We talked about um, you're an entrepreneur, 
a brand owner, um, the CEO of your own brand, you are a motivational speaker. You, you, you told me last night you wanted to go into comedy. Yeah, well, I told you, and and don't forget PBR fan and, and huge PBR, PBR, PBR fan. fan. That's we'll why talk I'm about Billings. that. Yeah, but I had told you that I obviously wanted to go into color commentary, sports broadcasting, something along those lines. Right. That was my plan. But I got to thinking about it. With the exception of your press box, most of them you can't get to. Because they're all upstairs and, you know, old stadiums don't have the best accommodations. Yeah. You know, but I've always loved sports. So I always grew up, you know, I love competition. There's a winner and a loser. Simple yeah. as that. Even yeah. in boring, either the rider wins or the bull wins. Yeah. You know, and that kind of fuels me. That's what kind of makes me go on. Okay. I'm just like, I'm devastated because this conversation was so good. So, and I know mom's got it on video. I'm going to try to salvage that audio, but let's try to recreate everything okay. we just talked about. Let's, At least we still got our looks. That's right. I mean, we're still, we're still the two most handsome guys in this room. I right mean, now. this is a podcast, so no one can see you, but. Okay. Thankfully. And if I, hit, <laughs> if I turn your mic off, there. nobody can hear you. All right. Yep. So hush, Megan. Oh, okay. 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 This guy's um, in for a car ride when he comes home. Yeah. I was, I was, I was saying this earlier, and I said I think outside of bull riders, you're the first world champion that I've ever had on the podcast. We'll get to that in a minute. Yep. But I want to go back, and man, I hate to do it, but we got to go back to the beginning, and we got to tell the story. Okay. Uh, uh, of how all of this started for you. So back to day one. Okay, day one. Well, I was born in October 1997. I was supposed to be born in January, so I ended up coming three months early. So I was born premature and breached on top of it. So I came out backwards. Okay. And being born that early, my lungs were underdeveloped. So I couldn't breathe on my own. So when they pulled me out, emergency C-section, my lungs couldn't breathe, brain damage. So I've been in a wheelchair my whole life. I was born with a condition called cerebral palsy. Right. Cerebral palsy is a condition that affects brain and muscle function. So there's many different variants, but for me, it affected the use of my legs. Like my legs are still able to be ambulatory to a point. I can kick and stuff a little bit and pivot you know to get into bed go to the bathroom whatever but the brain signals aren't strong enough to reach the walking right like my brain cannot you know process the command to walk right is simplest terms okay and again when when people hear the words brain damage they automatically think that it somehow affects your thinking your cognitive skills not the case here you are you're quick you're witty you're hilarious you said last night Wanted to be a stand-up comedian, but obviously... That didn't happen. Exactly. That would be a great comedy tour, wouldn't it? I, right? The sit-down tour. Yeah, the, 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 the not-so-stand-up yeah. comedy. Right? Ah, oh, that's awesome. Um, okay, so... The way Megan's looking at you, that might happen. I might have to give you a ride back to Oklahoma myself. The way Megan's looking at you, she might not be riding back to Oklahoma with well, <laughs> well, it's the beard, man. I mean, I, it looks I good know. right now. But. Mine, not so much. Mine's pretty gray. His is a little less gray. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to shut your mic off right now. <laughs> I'm done with you. You're, like, you're not even in the room. But she's got the keys. Yeah, yeah, she does. She does. She's she does. your next Let's, words carefully, This is Matt. not about her, okay? Like, I don't. But it talk should be. Yeah, well, listen, smooth talker. Yeah. All right, back smooth up. Smooth talker, not so smooth walker. Wheel back a little bit, all right? Roll back a little bit. Okay. Okay, all right. Okay. Um, huge PBR fan. That's kind of how we got hooked up. Obviously, we're in Billings, Montana right now, uh, middle of the weekend. You and I got to chatting last night, and I said, dude, we've got to do a podcast because your story, everything you're you're doing uh, to help others, it has to be told. And, and so going back to the beginning, you were born three months early. Yep. You obviously you've been an overachiever since before birth. You decided to come that that early. Yeah. And um, I tried to look at mom a minute ago when you were telling the story to see her reaction, but she was videoing everything and hiding behind the camera. It's so. better than pa- it's like living with paparazzi. I tell you what. I believe I it, have, man. I don't even have to bring my own photographers anymore. She's got it. I believe it. I trust me. I got one too. Like she's on it. Like I do a meet and greet. She's there. That's good though. It helps the social media. Yeah, it helps it does. build the brand, it does. brother. It does. That's what it is. The whole world revolves around brand building right now. It does. It does. They wrote many books on it. I got it in the brain. They okay. Um, I want to talk about your brand in a minute. Oh, this should be interesting. But let's go back. <laughs> You're such a smart ass. <laughs> yeah. Um, but let's go back. Uh, you, you came early, born with cerebral palsy. But, man, you, you talked about it a minute ago. In in the early stages, you were in the incubator for 66 days? Yeah, I was in that little incubation box for 66 days. Obviously, I had like IVs in my hands, IVs you know everywhere. I could fit all four of my fingers, excluding my thumb on my dad's thumbnail. 
Really? Think about that. Just to give you guys a visual perspective, just imagine that. Like if I laid all four of my little fingers on Matt's thumbnail, that's how small I was. Wow. So you want to talk about a purpose for being here? I said, definitely God intervened that day, and I think he set me up for where I am now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm a firm believer that God doesn't give us challenges that we can't overcome because he knows that we're strong enough to overcome those. Yeah. And a lot of that, like I didn't understand that when I was young, obviously, like I was in physical therapy a lot and ended up giving that up. I didn't understand the value of hard work, but the older I get, the more I see my purpose and the potential paths that I'm on. And this path that I'm on now, for the longest time, I didn't know what my path was. I was a high school dropout. You know, all my friends were moving on. I was sitting in a hospital bed. It's like, there's got to be something more than this, right? Right. But I want to touch on that because you say you're a high school dropout, but it wasn't like you just gave up. No, no, no. There were reasons behind it. Yeah, so I was a medical, medically induced dropout, they call it. Which means? I was unable to get my high school diploma due to medical reasons. Okay. In the terms you were missing school because of medical things so back to be you know my condition cerebral palsy cerebral palsy actually weakened my immune system okay so like when you get a flu or covid you know you'd be out for two weeks three weeks i'd be out for probably two months just because i don't regenerate cells fast enough and don't have the capacity to get over things like normal people do right so let's talk about the current situation now we we mentioned the covid yep uh you brought it up what does that do to your mindset um, I think you're definitely more like subconsciously aware of it as far as wearing a mask, you know, sanitizing your hands, socially distancing. But then again, you're not, you shouldn't let it control your life. Like I've had so many things come into my life that should control my life that I refuse to control my life. I'm not going to add COVID. Like, right. I'm not going to let COVID bring me down. Can you run for governor? Like right now? Uh, I don't even care what state, just, just any state that needs a better go, governor. Can we do like a winter campaign, like Hawaii or something? Yeah. <laughs> Bring you with to do the hey, podcast like, and the marketing. I, I like where your mind's at, man. Let's find if a beach somewhere. you pay for the somewhere. plane ticket, I'm there. Let's find a beach somewhere and I'm in. A little sunshine, yeah, we're good yeah. to go. Um, okay, so it's not slowing you down. No. Okay. Uh, I just think, it, it, obviously it affects everybody differently. You know, being a COVID survivor, how it impacted you. Um, you say that like it's like it was so rough. I literally couldn't smell or taste. I got lucky up there. Yeah, and you said you were know. jogging what ten miles a day or something. Yeah, like we that? were we were we were getting at least ten miles a day and every day. I, I I honestly felt so good. I just couldn't smell or taste. That was yeah. it. Like I had no. And problem. that's the thing. It affects everybody differently. Yeah. You know, and obviously I have to be more aware with my underlying conditions Absolutely. and stuff. But that it is what it is. But again, you're living your life. Yeah, you're, I'm here this weekend. You're here this weekend because you couldn't miss a chance to see Cody Nance, right? No, I have to. I have to. I even gone to, went to Tennessee for his event last year, his personal event in Jackson. Oh, yeah. So we had a lot of fun doing that. That was a lot of fun because he was my hero growing up. Like I've had posters of him on my wall since probably 2010. Yeah. And here in Jackson, you know, and even on the road, some different PBR events, I get to sign posters with him on oh, the other side cool. of that table. So I went from being the kid going to meet him to being on his side of the table. That oh, was really cool. That's amazing. I, I got to do that with uh, Jerome Davis. Jerome, we talked yep, about last yep, night. Yep, we talked with him last I, night. I remember like just thinking he was untouchable and he was like this just icon and then i got to be friends with him and all of a sudden i was sitting at the table next to him at his event signing autographs and like yeah and cody looks over at me he's like why do you have tears in your eyes he's like he came out of the meeting i'm like this this is how i got started and just seeing the way he interacts with kids that's the way he interacted with me yep you know and i've never been on a bull in my life i was born in a wheelchair but just the way cody went out there and You've, you've known him on tour for years. Yep. He's that gritty, tough guy. He's the guy that never gives up on a bull. Just seeing him pop up no matter how many times he got bucked off. And the bigger the bull, the bigger the challenge is, the more he shows up. And is that, that why it, he's your favorite? Yeah. I, I think I like him just because he's so quiet, confident. Like, he's got, like, he knows what he's good at. He's never going to give up on a bull. He's going to give the fans and the bull everything he's got every, night in, night out. Because I, I, I feel like there's a lot of commonalities between the two of you. Because Yeah, even his wife, Coria, said so. so really? I think that's quite a compliment. Well, you and I were talking about like the bulls that are just really nasty, gross, yeah. hard to ride, or the ones that he really excels on. Because well, even what was it a couple weeks ago for the team challenge that Bill the butcher where it flipped him backwards? I think he could have had a shot with him. When when the when the mountain is tougher to climb yeah. is when he raises his level of intensity, and I feel like that's something. And like, look, we 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 talked for the first time in person less than twenty four hours ago. Yeah, but immediately you strike me as a person that realizes that you know what, this is a tougher mountain to climb than most people deal with. So I'm tougher than them, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to take you it. know. And I, I I always say this with tougher challenges mean better rewards, like right? Bigger rewards, absolutely. Like, like if you ride a bull like that, you might get ninety one, ninety two, you know, ninety three. 
where you know, if you go on a lesser bowl, lesser score. Wouldn't you rather be 94 points than 77? I mean, that's yeah. just what it makes sense. Yeah. And, like, what you're doing right now is you're setting your life up to be 94 points every day of your life. That's the idea. By helping other people. Right. You know what I mean? And so I got to process what we've talked about since the record button got here. And what I feel like deja vu, man. I feel like yeah. we've done this before. Well, I guess we have, technically. Okay, all right. But there's well, no record of it, so maybe it didn't happen. <laughs> maybe it didn't. Maybe it's a dream. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Pretty good dream, though. I do know this. Let's talk a little bit about you know the world championship. Oh, man, what a moment. Because you're you're a Minnesota Twins fan. Yep. Bless your heart. Couldn't find a good team to root for up in that part of the world. Yeah, I guess not. So, <laughs> I'm kidding. But, um, but you're a Minnesota Twins fan. Yep. Never thought you'd wear a Twins jersey. No. And then all of a sudden, something happened. Well, I mean, I'm sure you guys can relate to this, too. When you're in your home state, you know, North Dakota North Dakota doesn't have an MLB team, but we're that's Twins territory up there. Right. Right? So, 97, Hunter's my first name. Torrey Hunter was the guy. Yeah. I always said that's where the name actually comes from. It's not. Yeah. Torrey Hunter thought that was cool. Like, he was all pumped up for that. Like, he loved that. <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, being... a better story. Right? It does. It does. And I've actually got to see him a couple times, and he's a really, really cool guy. And uh, that was the cool thing with me seeing so many Twins baseball games and stuff, and then I hear, hear about the Wheelchair League through the Wounded Warrior MP softball team. They come to Bismarck every year on a softball tour, and these guys are all combat veterans. Mm-hmm. And so they have Purple Hearts, you know, all branches of the military. And obviously when you see somebody with a physical disability cheering you on, you're going to come over just like the bull riders come over. I, I can, I'm a people person. I talk to anybody. Right. So we got talking and, you know, spent a lot of time with them. I'd go to Minnesota with them or whatever I could do, however close they came. Like it's, when I come to Billings, yeah. you know, if you guys are close, I'm coming Right. type thing. And they're like, you're getting pretty good because they'd always throw me softballs or play catch with me, you know, for warmups. They'd always let me come out there and hit or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you're getting pretty good. Do you want to try and go pro? I said, what do you mean go pro? I'm in, you know, I'm in a wheelchair. It's not like I'm going to be in the MLB anytime soon. That'd be great if it was. But, right, absolutely. You know, that's kind of a, a barrier for me, you know. But they said, what about the pro wheelchair league? So being in my wheelchair my whole life, going to be 23 in October, I found out about the wheelchair league four years ago. If a guy in a wheelchair doesn't know about it, the general public doesn't know about it, right? Right. So that's kind of another thing I like to do is I like to publicize them. Um, so the National Wheelchair Softball Association, um, so they were actually cool enough to actually help me get a tryout. Every single wounded warrior called the commissioner, and he had like 60-some voicemails by the time he turned his phone on and called, called me back. He said, okay, well, you're not from Minneapolis, so you're going to have to travel to where the team's at for practice and whatnot. I, I just want a ball. You know, I just want to play. Get me out there. I'll show up and give you all I have type thing. Absolutely. And I showed up, and I was out of my league. I admit that right now. I was not polished. It was not pretty. But I was, was one of them gritty guys like Cody is, and I just kept going and going, and they said, we'll give you a shot. Okay. Awesome. I can't believe a North Dakota kid's getting to wear a Twins jersey. Like, that would have been fine. Right. Like, like, I didn't play much the first year, but one of the first games we did, we were playing an exhibition. And uh, they said, go go hit. You know, you've earned it. You've worked hard enough. Go take a take a at bat for somebody. Okay, so I'm rolling up there, and you know how it is. You get all fired up before an event. I'm sure even before you announce, you get all fired up because you can feel the energy. Yep. And Absolutely. I'm sitting there. I got the bat in my hand rolling up there. Thankfully, I rolled into the right side of the batter's box. I'm a right-hand hitter, so I, I like, please don't mess up. Please don't mess up. Please don't mess up. This is my first like pro at bat, like credited bat. And I'm sitting there. I'm thinking I'm going to hit one about 300 feet and home run. Going to give my jersey away, bat flip the whole thing. Who are you going to uh, give your jersey to? Well, there was a blonde sitting behind the plate. I would have gave it to, but who knows? <laughs> I I didn't do the hit, so who knows? Already had them been. scoped out. I could have been my first future ex-wife had I hit the ball, <laughs> but who knows? Um, but anyway, I get up there to the to the plate. I'm sw- holding the bat. I'm thinking this is you know it's already over. I'm already picturing the home run celebration, everything. I get up there. Everything I worked toward at that moment, like it all hit me like being born early. You know, going through the trial process, the accident we went through ten years ago that impacted my whole family. It's like the, I was so overcome with emotion, it just went black. Like everything slowed down, just like how it does in a bull. You all slow down, and when you get good at it, it really slows down, and you can like almost anticipate everything. Mm-hmm. It went black for me. I, the bat never even left my shoulder. Really? So I had such an image in my head. I'm going to hit a home run. This is going to be this way. You had made it. And I come to, like, come back to reality, and you kind of, you know, wake, shake your head out. Coach is like, you got to swing this league. This is the pro, son. The bat ne- I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, the bat never even left your shoulder. Right. And, and you just blacked out. Like, didn't yeah. even realize it. You were so – and I think that happened. Are you an emotional guy? 
Sometimes it depends on the subject. I I mean I'm I'm super emotional. Yeah. I think you saw that last night. I, I yeah and, cried in the opening. And I'm one of those like guys that leave my heart on my sleeve. Like I'm that guy that'll yeah. tell you exactly how I feel, whether you like it or not. And that's I you think know? that's the way we all should be. Yeah. To a certain extent, right? Because if you're up front, if, if you're up front and honest with everybody, they might not like you, but they will respect you. That's how I think, and that's how I think it should be. But then I start talking politics, and I realize that Megan hates me sometimes. Yeah, so, that's a that's a podcast or another another, yeah, another we, podcast yeah. completely altogether. That's when you start running for governor. Then we'll set and talk <laughs> politics. Deal. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so what does that make you? My campaign manager. My you media guy? damn right. <laughs> I got you. Trust. I promise you. If I was ever anybody's campaign manager and I believed in them, other people would hate me. I promise that. <laughs> that's that's the truth. Because yeah. like I'm I'm like you. Like if I believe in something or if I'm like really led to do something, like yeah. do it. That's why. That's why God put it in your heart or put it in your mind is to make that happen. And you kind of did that, you know, with your foundation. Again, right. I, I want to get to that in a minute, but I want to finish the the twins story because it went from not knowing about the league to now all of a sudden World I'm, I'm cruising your year. Instagram oh, and boy. I'm seeing I'm seeing pictures of you holding the big trophy. You know, and I mean, I wasn't a starting catcher last year. I was a backup catcher, but everybody, you know, plays. Everybody's part of the team going to practice, scrimmages, everything. And I remember back to my first, just we're going to take a little sidetrack here, my first game. I'm a catcher by trade, so I, I, I'm the catcher behind the plate. And we got one of the best catchers in the world, Jason Miller. He's a four-time world champion, Hall of Fame catcher. And he's a guy that I knew even before the wheelchair league. I said, so what's your biggest, biggest advice? Like, I'm sitting here, I'm a sponge, I'm ready to soak up all his knowledge. He said, just don't mess up. That's not what he said, but being we're on the air, I won't tell you exactly what he said. <laughs> but I'm I'm ready for like the secret to life here. He's like, just catch the ball and don't mess up. You know what though? But that, I that's think great that advice. Secret to it's life. like don't overthink things, right? It's like I Bingo. feel like he was getting at. Like I think that's the secret to life is just do your best not to screw up. You know, and I I think like last night was the prime example. You look at Jess Lockwood come back. Like he yep. was ready for it. Like he yep. knew he knew he might not stay on, but he was going to give it his all. Yeah. Like he would didn't you know he didn't he was just simple he was like gritty tough guy that just showed up and rode a bull you know and that's why i love this sport is because you see guys like jess and jose and jb and it's like you know you can't win every time yeah but you you control the amount of effort you put out yeah and the way i look at it, a qualified ride still moves you up the standings and that's why if i go out i'm still gonna move up, move the batting line up, up. a positive I mean? day yeah. a, a positive thought in a day still moves your life forward you know, and that's what we were talking about before you hit the record button. We were talking about the different thanks for Thanks for rubbing that in. Yeah, he messed up podcast followers. Trust me. I, I'll, I'll get you Instagram proof that he messed up. You're an ass. Video. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it okay for me to call a guy in a wheelchair an ass? Yeah. It just, see, I'm am special. I going to get hate mail? I'm special. See, you can't see mine, but everybody's got one. <laughs> so, I mean, this podcast went off the rails here a little bit, but we're going to bring it, it back. It but, uh, we should have hit record the first yeah. time. <laughs> we, we were talking about challenges, and I was telling Matt, I'm just going to touch on this because I think it'll open a lot of people's eyes. Please. The biggest challenge that I face, the daily challenges, I mean, things like putting clothes in the washing machine, making your bed, you know, all these kind of things that people don't even think about, I have to approach differently. So everybody in this world has challenges, whether you're a bull rider or a softball player or a daily person. My challenge is different. You know, people say, well, don't you feel bad about being in a wheelchair, being born early? I said, yes, but had I been born in 77, I wouldn't be here. Right. 2017, I'd probably be able to walk. Right. But that's just life. But the biggest challenge I face every day, and it's also my biggest motivator, it's a blessing and a curse type relationship, is waking up and seeing that wheelchair on the side of the bed every day and knowing you got to overcome that. Mm-hmm. That's like my personal challenge. It's like, what is the disability going to throw at me today that I got to overcome? How can I take my challenge today and touch people tomorrow type thing? Right. You know, like even here in my hotel room isn't handicapped, so I have to go down to the lobby to use the bathroom. Oh, really? Things like that that nobody even thinks about. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't have thought yeah. about it. The, mean, high, the high beds, like I have to use a piece of plywood to slide into beds here. Really? You know, because the bed springs are like six inches higher than my chair, so I have to go up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Little things like that that nobody even thinks about that I have to deal with that most people don't. But you know what? What, what, what I yeah. take from that is the fact that you deal with it. And people don't, don't realize it, yeah. which shows me again how tough you are, and show, right. shows me how sh- mentally strong you are to do those things and not publicize it, bitch about it. You yeah, know, because it's just part of life. It is, and I think like it really bothered me like the first couple of times on the road with the twins. Like I never went anywhere for any amount of time. Like we didn't do a tour or anything, but he just had to learn how to be on the road. Basically, mm-hmm. you know, like even right now I can't drive, so my mom drives me everywhere where I get a taxi. Yeah. So that was my big goal when I was 21. I not only wanted to go into the bar, I wanted to be able to drive to the bar. I ended up getting sick and not being able to complete my driver's course, but that's my next goal. Yeah. 
it's something like that. But your priorities are different in a wheelchair. I don't really know how to describe it. It's like, it's like you have to meet a different set of goals before you can start your life. Yeah. You know, like you have to learn how to dress yourself, how to, you know, everything. Right. It's, I mean, it's just different. It's, it's Pulling your so boots on, you know, simple. Right, yeah. Things that we take for granted. Yeah. I, I, I made the comment last night, like, and I don't even remember what we were talking about, but it's like, you know, I have friends that have told me, it caught me and made me think about things when I bitch about, like, man, my leg hurts. I wish my yeah, leg would yep. hurt. Things like that, 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 like, we take for granted. Well, we were talking about, what was it, your dad, his yeah. slip disc? Yeah. yeah, we were talking my about that. Yeah, I think some, that's what we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, my dad had some neck issues, and, and it ended up affecting his mobility. But you know what? I mean, he's he still, he's like, he's the toughest guy I know. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's what's so cool about bull riding and what, what wheelchair sports are. We, we are playing and riding for glory. Mm-hmm. You know, the paychecks and everything won't reflect the amount of effort we put in, but it'll we'll get paid in glory. Well, and there's there's internal victories every day yeah. that I think far supersede, like, say, the trophies and things like right. that. The like, little things that but, – but I think that's all of us. Like, I have things, you know, in my career that don't get publicized and yeah. you don't get the pat on the back for. No, but, but it, makes the, it makes the overall effort better. For me, uh, here here's one thing that nobody's ever going to talk about. I got to – I got to – publicly pray in front of an arena full of people on national television. They just happened to be broadcasting it on CBS. Okay. They took the invocation and I got to pray in front of an entire viewership on a national day of prayer. That's cool. That's I love like, that. to me. That's something like I don't I don't have anything to display in my house. Yeah. That's one of the biggest victories I've ever gotten in my life. You know, and I think that's with me when we talk more about the foundation, like the champions are bringing everything is cool. I'm not going to lie to you and tell you it's not. I'm not going to lie and tell you I don't want another one. But I think what matters more to me is counting the number of chairs I give away versus the amount of personal rings that I win. Because those rings, those accomplishments yeah. are a platform to something to much give bigger. Somebody else a chance that I got. That's exactly like all of my like the buckles I get for going to the yep. world finals, the things that I get. That's a platform. Send one of them to me if you're not okay. If you need, if you okay, have a, I'll, I'll see. One. Yeah, right. I'll see if I can steal one out of <laughs> right? Megan's belt. Or I've been something. trying to get one on a burger for years, but he's not budging. Really? He's got all them stock contractor buckles. I'm like, hey, you got like nine of them, dude. Can you have like eight of them? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, no, no, no. You're gonna you're gonna have to convince him to just give you a tour have of the ranch. Twist some arms, yeah. Just steal it. It's okay. Either that or I'll just tell Shady. She'll get it done. Yeah, she, daughter. Yeah, we, we realize who the bosses yeah, are. Yeah, we, we know. Yeah, we still love Chad Burger. He's still our guy. We love him. Isn't he a cool guy? Yeah, he really is. You know what? I love about him is I always see him with fans. Yeah, and family too. Yep. Absolutely. Like I catch him in livestock rings in nowhere North Dakota just sitting there and chatting with people. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh he's a really good guy. Yeah. Um unlike yourself. I'm just ah, I've been called worse. Let's let's okay, let's talk about this foundation. Okay. Tell me about it. So well technically Wheelie started out because it's the Hunter Barrett Foundation is the name of the foundation. Right. And what we do, our mission statement is helping those with disabilities roll through life by supplying equipment to enjoy the ride. So what we do is we basically want to give athletes that apply for our chairs mm-hmm. the chair to go out and play sports, whether it be – oh, go ahead. No, go no, go ahead. Whether it be basketball, tennis, softball, you can do multiple things with a wheelchair. You can even do track. Okay. I, and I hate to cut you off, yeah. but you talk about sports wheelchairs yep. compared to other wheelchairs. Other wheelchairs. Let's start uh, again. And I hate to just kind of jump around, but that's just how yep. I how I right. roll. So back in the very beginning, you weren't straight to a wheelchair. You started on crutches. Yep. That was frustrating. Started on crutches. It was frustrating. And I'd come home. I'd go to physical therapy you know, two or three times a week, if not right. more. Right. Um, but I was like five, six, seven years old, and you didn't understand the value of hard work then, right? Like you didn't understand what, what the ultimate goal was. Right. So I actually withdrew from physical therapy. Right. So otherwise, I'd probably be walking or at least getting around a lot better than I am now. Right. So that's one of my biggest regrets, but it also, it closed the door for me, but it also opened this door to do all this. I love that you took that mental defeat and you turned that into, into a positive. such a positive, man, because you move forward. Okay, the crutches, that, that didn't work. You... um. You ended up in a motorized wheelchair. Yeah, we were talking about this last night. This is something very few people know about. Like I was telling you that I was in a, a, a power chair, so you basically push a, push a joystick around to get around. Right. Like a big Nintendo game. Right. Um, and then what you what I ended up doing is I was immobilized, basically. I just sit around and push my chair, and my uh, stomach and everything, I started having problems with, with my organs and everything. And the doctor's like, we got to get you moving again. 
you know, get you moving so you can improve your quality of life. So I went back into a manual chair and I haven't slowed down since. So like your organs were starting to shut down. Just well, not really shutting down. I was having problems with, you know, stuff getting through. I had enough health problems anyway that everything was all from all my surgeries and everything. It was just compounding the issues. Right. And it really changed my perspective on life. Like I got to get moving so I can get back to the quality of life I want to live. Okay. And so that actually started somewhat of a, a fitness journey for you. Yeah. We still bit. got a long ways to go. If you look at me, we still got oh, a, a, a great way to go. But you know, it just, I, I like being able to, I always talk about controlling my own destiny. Like, okay, imagine your wheelchair breaks down or something, your power chair, you can't get around where here I can just push. Like I can go wherever I want and it's easier for me, yeah. you know, so I can go wherever I want, easier hop in and out of cars. And you know, it, it really opened up doorways for me as far as my life. What, uh, so, so what kind of change are we talking? I mean, was there a drastic change when you started? Not right away. Cause it took a while to get the chair and get used to rolling around again, obviously. Cause, uh, I'd always like in school, even when I had a manual chair before my electric chair, I'd always get pushed around the classrooms and hallways and stuff. I didn't want to do anything. Now I'm pushing myself everywhere. Right. Now now you want to do, you don't want the help. Yeah. But like even going up the Skyway here, it's all uphill to go from the parking lot to the hotel. So that's something I got to overcome. Right. You know, that wouldn't affect me as much in a power chair yeah. as it does in a manual chair. So there's good and bad about everything. You're probably a hell of an arm wrestler, huh? I bet, well, I bet we can you, find out after the podcast. I bet you're like a thumb wrestling world champ. Megan's, Megan's sitting there on her phone. She's probably looking up the Vegas odds on me right now. <laughs> um, right. But but circle back so so you overcame like you, you're constantly overcoming different scenarios. Yeah, and that and that's kind of the cool thing about my life is every day I'm faced with a different obstacle. But you know what? The older I get, the smarter I get as far as some of these obstacles. Yeah. Like it took me honestly the first time I got dressed it took me about two hours. Really? Can you imagine that? Yeah, because I deal with Megan every weekend. It takes her at least two hours to get ready. This is not true. Okay, hush. Your microphone's not on. Matt, you still had your keys. Yeah, I have his keys, but everyone knows I have to pick out Matt's clothes every day. Every day. She dresses me. Oh, well. She she decides what I'm I've I never wear. had that problem, but I, I can teach you how to dress yourself. I'm really, I'm really good at it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she has to pick out everything I wear. Um, so that's why you're so color-coordinated, dude, That's right. right. That's, exactly. why I look, that's why I look so damn good. I can good. see you put that's effort into it. I like it. I like it. Uh, hey, the shark. The shark. Because we, we talked at the beginning of this, you know, fisherman, CEO, brand owner, uh, you know, motivational speaker, almost a stand-up comedian or not so stand-up comedian, whatever. Uh, tell me about this this shark. That was the best Valentine's Day I ever had. Really? Oh, easily. No flowers, no commitments. I'm sitting on the ocean fishing. <laughs> Don't have to worry about a callback, nothing. Uh, you know what I, I call them? Take the... you to Fort Lauderdale immediately and go fishing, man. Wait, like, what? Get on that. <laughs> Come on, man. That, I can't. I she'll she'll be like, honey, hun- down. This is, Plan this, that trip. This will be Megan on the way home and be like, honey, remember what Hunter said about going to Fort Lauderdale? <laughs> she's going to pull that out someday when you get in a fight. She's going to be like, well, you remember what he said about going to Fort Lauderdale? I'm going to look up that guy. Yeah. You know what? That's okay, though, because I'm always down to go to Florida. Even if I'm y'all's third wheel, I'll still go to Florida. I love it. Well, you'd be my seventh because I got six. Okay, smart ass. You're <laughs> <laughs> six wheeling. You know you have four-wheel drive. You got six-wheel drive. But I've got two. Yeah, I guess. Overachiever. Again. Right? Most people think it's because like the wheelie bars because I'm so fat, but it's because I'm fast. I don't want to tip like on inclines and whatnot. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Well, you're uh, the one that brought up the stand-up comedy, man. And I, I can stand up as long as you lift me. You're a muscle-bone guy, so if I, you lift me. I can't keep up. No, I can't keep up because, because like, I don't, I don't even know what to say. Like, you're, you're faster than I am. Not, not just physically, but like you're wittier than I am. I try. Yeah, I should be napping right now. I try to tell Clint Atkins all this, but he didn't listen to me yet. He didn't listen to me either, and I talked oh. to him for two and a half hours a night. I've been trying to get him to help me go out of the booth with him sometime. When, hopefully, when the coronavirus clears up, I'll come by the booth. Time out, though. I got a problem with that because if you go into the booth with Clint, you're taking my spot. I have an issue. With but that. I, br- but I brought my own chair. Here, here's, here's a better idea. Why don't I take you into the booth with me and we just get rid of him? <laughs> well. Sound Your easier. name's on the paycheck, not mine. That's that. I'll take it. Megan's um, like, yeah, we need a paycheck here. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, she's shopping. I gotta get to Fort Lauderdale. Let's. Jeez. Back to the back to the foundation because I I want to talk about this. Is it's really really important and as soon as we talked last night i started digging around your social media and i went to the website you finally followed me after two and a half years I, yeah i i did i'm sorry i'm horrible at it ask megan but it's the hunter barreth foundation dot o-r-g dot org yep and it's hunter b-e-r-r-e-t-h foundation dot o-r-g and, and you go in there and it, and it talks about what you guys do and, and everything and it's not just um we'll talk about wheelie 
because it's not just an apparel company. It's not just T-shirts and things. There's so much more to it because you're trying to help others. Yeah, and that's kind of the cool thing. Like the foundation just started in 2020, so we just got our nonprofit status like about a week before the shutdown in North Dakota. But Wheelie and HB22 are my two apparel collections. So HB22 is my personal collection. That's where my saw ball gear comes from, my hunting gear, my fishing gear. Right. Um, so those brands have been out for about two years. HB22 was great. I mean, it w- went really well with softball crowd. They bought it up, you know. But I'm thinking, I'm sitting here thinking to myself at, at 21 years old. I said, most of these people in, in, with disabilities don't all play softball. They don't all play sports. So I said, how, how do we reach the people that don't play sports? They're just er- everyday people. And that's where Wheelie came about because Wheelie is more of my lifestyle clothing collection. It's more like a tribe blend, you know, all the like, li- lifestyle stuff, cool American collections, all that kind of stuff. Which also has a really sweet logo too. Right, right, right. And obviously I know you guys can't see me, but I'm wearing my rodeo logo on my shirt right now. Yeah, I, which you created. Yeah, so Wheelie actually started... Uh, what 2019 we were sitting down in uh, for or Bubba Gump's in Minneapolis and I started drawing the idea for a logo on a napkin I called the people that sponsored me CA gear out in Minneapolis and I said hey, I got an idea for a lifestyle wheelchair brand because we weren't getting the numbers that we want on the softball collection I said there's got to be something that we're missing here and that's the lifestyle side and all of a sudden I started seeing two people do a wheelie competition like there's like dancing yeah and they were seeing who could ride the chair the highest and I'm sitting there thinking their chair is standing for them because they're not standing. Because when you ride a wheelie, your chair stands, right? Right. So the wheelie's tagline was standing for those who no longer can. See, because your chair stands for you. I said, we want a brand that not only looks cool, but we want it to stand for something cool. Right. So a portion of every purchase goes to help a kid get a wheelchair. Right. How which cool is, is not a, which is not, you know, I mean, that's an expensive right. endeavor. Wheelchair sports are a lot like rodeo. You got to pay most of your own way. Like, so for me to get on the field, I had to go through an application process through another foundation, try and get my wheelchair. And the grant process was so complex, I didn't know what to do with it. Like, I had never filled out a grant before. I'm not even a high school graduate. I didn't, didn't even know half the words, Right. <laughs> to be honest with you. I said, there's got to be something simpler about this. And the Wounded Warriors came back and helped me again. They wrote me recommendation letters. I didn't have any of that. I never played sports of any kind. All the other guys in the league have played sports. I never played sports. Right. So they had all that. So I, basically, we had to get a $3,000 wheelchair for me to play sports. Before I could even get on the field, I was down three grand. And, and, Without that foundation, and, and just to to go back, the difference between like a sports wheelchair and a regular wheelchair. Yep. So a sports chair is a lot lighter. Like this chair that I'm sitting in every day is built to me, right? It's built to fit me. It weighs a lot more. The sports chairs, there's nothing to them. They weigh about four to six pounds. Gotcha. And the, have you been on a zero turn lawnmower? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we work almost like a zero turn lawnmower. So we got the two big drive wheels, these two big wheels, and they got little skateboard wheels underneath them, so you oh, can turn yeah. on a dime. So you can turn really fast, and they, they wedge you in there. They strap you in. Like when you get on a bull, you strap down and yeah. slide yep. your hand in. We strap in, and they sink you down in your chair. And mind you, it's a full contact sport. There's no giving yourself up like in regular baseball where you can slide and get out of the way. So you're going to get hit and go over. Ugh. Mother has a heart attack. I almost have to medicate her when I play catcher now. It's kind of like uh, wheelchair NASCAR. I call it wheelchair warfare, man. There you go. Wheelchair warfare. If you, if you ever see wheelchair rugby, it's it's like that. It's intense. A wheelchair. All wheelchair sports are violent. That, Very man, violent. I, I just I love it though because, like you said, you didn't you never expected to play for the Twins. You never expected to uh, to win. I never titles. expected to pick up bat. Right. Honestly, I never did. But it just goes to show you that like no matter how big your dream is, and this this is, I try to tell people this all the time. It does not matter how big your dream is; it's attainable. Because if your dreams aren't big, then you're wasting time. Yeah, isn't it, isn't it uh, J.B. Moon that always says the goal is to be the best? I mean, you know, I mean that's the kind of the way he carries himself. Obviously, I know I'm not the best yet, but I'm working towards that. But that's your goal, you know. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with with with, with setting your goals at a level. I think you're supposed to set goals at a level that other people think are crazy. Yeah, and one question I get all the time, you know, in Bismarck, and even people message me is like, "Are you feeling pressure to win another world championship?" Not really pressure, you know, that expectation is always there being on the Twins. We've been to the World Championships eight years in a row and won two of them. But I think I want to be more of a team guy that puts the team in position to win win games and be the best team guy I can. Right. Like, it's not all on my shoulders. There's, you know, t- 20 other guys on that team that work as hard as I do, if not harder. Yep. And that's how we kind of carry ourselves. It's it's uh, kind of we-before-me type attitude. Yep. That's and, another secret to life, man. Yeah. And it's that way with everything. It's not just team concepts. It, it's every relationship and i always say life's based on relationships whether it's friendships whether it's a wife a girlfriend a parent you put that relationship right ahead of a lot 
you know, and, and when you work on building those relationships, building that team concept, they they say a high tide rises all ships. Yep. You know, that's what we keep preaching to our, ourselves when we go into these these nights. Last night, Brad Narducci, our music guy, out of the world good. He's great. You know, he had such a great night. There's other nights where, you know, like like I'm off. I've got right. Clint right there to pick me up and make me look better than than I really am that yeah. night. And vice versa, because we all know that at the end of the day, we're all there for the exact same reason, and that's to get to the finish line. You know, and we were talking about West for a little bit last night, because I was talking to you about the program I want to ultimately do. As far, part Actually, of what me. happened was you told me you could bench press more than I could, okay? Be honest. And you said your arms are bigger. Your legs, <laughs> maybe not, but your arms, definitely. Oh, now he's getting flavorful with this. <laughs> I like this. I like this. He's talk about making me look good. Not Wester, but i got to put him on the payroll right now. <laughs> but we were talking about campaign manager, simple brother. little things about, you know, even me picking up the bat with my one side being stronger than the other side. That's something I had to overcome where a guy that's paralyzed or a guy with polio doesn't have to come because they were born differently than I was. Right. Like my whole life I've been behind the eight ball. Right. You know, honestly, I have. So just me picking up a bat and learning how to swing it through with trunk control, medicine ball. I even pick up a dumbbell. The new exercise I just started, I pick up like a five pound dumbbell and swing it like a bat. Yeah. Just to get used to it, yeah. holding my arms up so they don't fade, you know, when... Yep. There's lots of little little nuances that I gotta learn yet, but I'm 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 on my way. Yeah, and I've got such a veteran team around me. I mean, our starting pitcher is 62 years old. Really? So I mean, I'm I was the youngest guy in the wheelchair league last year at 22 years old. Was he the oldest? I don't even know. Really? We got some really cool. And the cool thing about the wheelchair league is you can actually make the Hall of Fame and still play. See, that's so awesome. So I play with what four or five Hall of Famers. The guy that won the MVP for the World Series last year just turned 60. Really? On my team. So, so you're surrounded and, by guys that have been there and done that. And these guys, and these guys are legends. Like they're in the Hall of Fame. They're the guys that you see. I mean, they've been there since wheelchair sports started. Yeah. These guys used to play sports in a regular wheelchair, like I'm in. That's how far they've come. Really. I mean, think about that. Yeah. I play with guys that have been on Olympic time trials. You know, and you look around the locker room, look around the dugout. These guys have been there, done that before. I'm on such a veteran team. I understand why I'm not playing all the time, but I soak it all in. But you like, know, I'm getting so much knowledge off that. I've had friends that were in the in the big leagues, that were in the major leagues, and and the same thing. Like, I've got a really good friend that was a backup catcher. Um, you got two now. Well, yeah, absolutely. And I got, I, but he was a he was a backup catcher for the Phillies. Okay. And I went up. I was sur- swinging through just randomly and decided that I was going to go watch a game. I didn't call him, tell him nothing. He was behind a guy that was one of the best catchers in the league. Guy gets hit in the head, gets a concussion, he's out. So my buddy ends up starting the next day, the day that I just happened to be there. Right. So I was there to watch him make his first major league start, and then all of a sudden it's like he went from not thinking it was going to be an everyday thing to it being an everyday thing. But he had put himself in a position to learn so much from that other guy yeah. that when the time came, he was ready. And that's what we were talking about. I don't know if this part got recorded or not, but I'm going to mention it. So like the Thanks for bringing that up again. I'm a fan. <laughs> I have to. I have to. Okay. This is hilarious. Right. You never make a mistake like this. I have to capitalize on this. My first Ask time Megan. On, I make mistakes. My first time on the show, and this is something I'm going to remember. <laughs> but honestly, I went up to Jason Miller's catcher. He's four-time world champ. He's one of the best catchers, period. Hall of Fame guy, Team mm-hmm. USA guy. I said, so I'm like ready to accept all of his knowledge. I'm sitting behind him. I'm going out there to play. I said, Miller, okay, come here. I'm kind of nervous. Your hand's shaking. You first start, your hand's shaking. I said, so what's your biggest advice? He looks at me. He goes, catch the ball and don't mess up. Don't mess up. I'm sitting there thinking, this guy is playing with me. I said, there's got to be more to it than this. That was the best advice he ever gave me. Like, I was expecting him to tell me about 10 things. Yeah. Those two things set me up. Like I was telling the story about my first at bat. So you look at my first at bat, blacking out. The last, the last game I played, we won the world championship. It's amazing, man. You know, last game I was in uniform before we won the world championship. That's amazing. That's kind of my whole outlook on life in, in a sentence. You know, look how far I've come since then and look how much I've grown in between. That's what I, I tell people that want to come to the gym. They're, well, I'm not built like those people that come in the gym. Well, neither were they when they started. You know, nobody starts at a certain level. And like, that's with me too, Matt. I mean, I felt so weird going to the gym. Like I was over at a, right. a chain gym. And people look at you in a wheelchair if you start working out. It's like, this just feels weird. It's like high school all over again for me. Yeah, but let me tell you something. Those people, yeah. they're assholes. I mean, plain and simple. Like, like I don't, like, I when you walk in our gym, it, the, the word respect is huge. Okay. And it says, uh, given before anything. So, like, I, I feel like you, you truly have to give respect to everyone okay. before you feel like you deserve respect. 
Does that, I mean, does that make sense? I, I, yeah, I say yeah, that all the time I, because... And I think for me, like, like I always felt like I was the guy that, oh, you only see the wheelchair. Like, when you see Hunter, you only see the guy in the wheelchair. Most of my friends don't even care now. Yeah. I, I don't even view myself as disabled. Uh, the previous podcast we did, we were talking about how I dream. Yeah. Like, I told yeah. you I dream. I'm not in a wheelchair. How cool is that? That's amazing. That's my reason for sleeping so much. I love sleeping. Yeah. Like, I have purpose to sleep. Yeah. Because I can be out of my chair. Yeah. But, like, subconsciously, I think that's the biggest key to my mindset. Like, if I don't view myself as a wheelchair, I'm not in a wheelchair. Yeah. Obviously, there's physical hurdles that remind you you're in a wheelchair pretty quickly like going to the bathroom here. But it's perspective. Perspective changes everything. I see a hunter that is hilarious. That is His a, word's not mine. I'm, I'm telling you, like, you're hilarious. You're motivating. Uh, and, and you're a good human. Yeah. And that, to me, that is the most important ingredient for anything in life is to be a good human you know and honestly matt we're just starting this i mean i'm only gonna be 23 years old in october so i've got a long ways to go yet but i think the foundations lay in there like i think the way i'm building it and you know it's something cool like working for yourself you put a lot more into it i'm sure you feel that way about the gym like it's it's yeah, yours absolutely it's something that you put your pride and joy in and find the people around you like megan that can make make your life and make your business better that's it you got to surround yourself with people that help you Raise yeah. your level of, of expectation. Because, like, when I moved to Bismarck from the farm, like, I wanted to go to work even 10 hours a week, you know, just get out of the house, do something. They, they wouldn't hire me. I was a high school dropout. They're like, well, you don't look good on paper. You know, so I was, like, scared to go apply for a job. I'm, like, I'm a high school dropout. I haven't yeah, but, accomplished anything. But then you get to know the guy, and it's yeah. like, I'm better off working for myself. Yeah, that, that's it. You Agreed know? wholeheartedly. You're yeah. better off to go do something, own something, try to build something on your own. Because it might not be, the guy on paper might look better, but I guarantee he won't grind for the company the way I grind for the company. What up? Because it's mine. You know, we get ready to wrap things up here. Yep. Um, what's your biggest goal right now? Well, I, I want like, twofold. I want your biggest goal personally, and I want your biggest goal for the future, for you know, the foundation for what you can do for others. Well, the foundation goal. I mean, like big, big picture. I want to try and give away as many chairs as possible every year. Like I want to come to back to Bismarck, no matter where I play next year. You know, no matter where I am, and do a a big unveiling event community event where we unveil 10 20 30 chairs yeah you know every yeah, year amazing. we can get to that point i'm focused right now on just unveiling one next year that's yeah. kind of like my goal is just unveil one get the process down get everything figured out because we're still we're still growing i mean we've been a 501c3 for six months yeah kind of a bad six months to start a nonprofit, but it is what it is it is what it is another uh, challenge yeah that, that you can jump over no problem you know but i think honestly this coronavirus the way i look at it it might be a blessing in disguise for a nonprofit because it it forces us to recognize our own mortality like, I think people are more willing to look at that guy that, you know, he might need help now. We understand what he's going through. Like, we've been sick, you know. Yeah. For, for, for as much as people talk about the divisiveness in this world and in society, yeah. there's a lot of this world that have, have been drawn closer together. You know, and that's what we were talking about earlier with the stigmatism of you were talking about, like, brain damage. And right. there's always such a stigmatism around, oh, there's a guy in a wheelchair. He can't do what I can do. I face a lot of that. Oh, you're in a wheelchair. You can't go out and hit a softball like that. Well check out the ring on my finger when i get it you know it's like well but that, that's kind of the reason i grind is i i don't view myself as a wheelchair i've said that multiple times this podcast but i think it's all about how you view yourself first before you can view yourself to others but i th i also think that's something we all struggle with yeah. i know personally i've struggled with the way that i see myself yeah. and different things that i've had to overcome in my own insecurities right and i think it's amazing that you speak to that because Dude, you don't understand how many people you're going to help. You don't understand. Yeah. Just And here's how I look at it. After every podcast, somebody will message me and say, hey, I really appreciate this part where this was said. Um, they're probably not going to appreciate all the background noise right now that, that's coming in. But that's okay because I'm not going to let that slow us down. That is the most satisfying thing in the world. To yeah. know that someone else got some sort of help or some sort of positive from something that you did. Right. You're, do, you're doing that for more people than you'll ever realize. You know, and that's my thing we were talking about last night. I just want to touch on this. You know, with my being born in a wheelchair, I never experienced the running. I never experienced playing football, you know, that kind of thing. Right. So I don't feel like I've missed as much. Like, I feel like I was actually ahead of the curve because I had to teach myself from day one about being in a wheelchair, not right. being paralyzed or something like that. Right. You know, so it's all the way you look at things. Yeah. It, perspective is, is so big. Yeah. Perspective is so important. Yeah, and I just got to say, this is a dream come true because I listen to this podcast all the time. I never thought I'd be on it. And uh, I've been to you in the hallway. and it's, uh, you, This is probably going to be the most downloaded podcast I've done. Well, I hope. I'm all about breaking records. I'm no stranger to that. So I, I tell you what, 
this is going to be way better than any podcast I've done with Megan. Give me some followers. Oh, man. Okay. Okay. Hang on. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Let's get it out there. Let's get it out there. I'm just kidding. I love her. Um, let's you get got it out there. Keys, be better. Let's get it out there. The the Instagram. Okay, what is so it? My Instagram is at Hunter Barreth, my first and last name. At Hunter Barreth. Yep. B- All one word. B-E-R-R-E-T-H. Okay. And I'm B- sure Matt can take that on Instagram too or whatever. I'm going so. to. Yeah. We'll we'll post a picture when we put we put this podcast out on Monday. Okay. Um I, I guess that's cool. We're gonna make this our motivational Monday. Right. Because I, I really do think that, that that you have that big of a purpose. I, I think your purpose is gonna be way bigger than you'll ever even bigger than the dreams that you dream. And it's little things, Matt. Like on Monday, Monday's a new week. It's a new opportunity. Make the most of that opportunity. That's kind of the way I view life. Yep. You know, it's simple little things that you can tell yourself to motivate yourself. I don't care how bad it gets. Well, if you've ever listened to this podcast, you've heard me say every day is an opportunity to get better. Yep. And I really believe that. Right. So I appreciate you. I appreciate you sitting down and doing this with me twice now. Uh, hopefully, we got this. And I got recorded. the first one on video, too. It's going to happen. I'm going to launch it on Instagram. Is there is there anything else you want people to know? Uh, no, just check out the foundation page. If you if you can, donate by all means. But definitely check out the Facebook page. You give us a like and a follow on Instagram. And Wait, we, we talked about the brand, though. We got to tell people where they can get it. Okay, so you can go to www.hunterbarreth.com. H U N T E R B E R R E T H dot org. And they, you got all the resources to donate, you know, check out our online shop for Wheatley and we'll pull, I'll post the logos too. I'm sure Matt will, um, you can check it out there and we can give you a direct link and it's, it's all for a really good cause, you know, and there's certainly things that we're still working on as far as applications and all that for prospective athletes, but that'll all come. Uh, if, if you're looking for a sports wheelchair, feel free to message me. Uh, cause the, the more people we know about, the more people we can help. So definitely go on, like, share, follow that kind of thing and help us get it out there. If you're listening to this podcast and you don't do what he just told you to do, I'm personally going to come find you, and I'm probably going to punch you in the throat. Matt's, Matt's going to pick me up so I can come with. There you go. Fireman carry, yeah. There you go. I'll kick him. You punch him. <laughs> you go high, I'll go low. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, I appreciate this, man. We'll have to do this again, okay? Yeah, we will. We will. Maybe I'll come down to Oklahoma. Okay. Sounds right. good. We'll, we'll get a workout in. Okay. Upper body only. Okay. Leg day is my easy day. I'm good with that. I hate yeah, leg day. I, but your legs are bigger than mine. Like yeah. I feel like I'm like intimidated right now. Don't be. Don't be. I'm intimidated. Um, okay. I, I do. I appreciate it, man. We'll do this again. Okay? All right. Sounds good, buddy. Thanks, Thank pal. you.